WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The day before her State of the State address, Governor Gretchen Whitmer was in Lansing and Brighton yesterday meeting with residents to talk about their concerns this new year. Among the issues that she plans to address tonight during the State of the State is the need for what she calls common sense gun reform. I've listened to Oxford families, I've listened to communities that suffer through too much gun violence, and we know that there are some common sense things we can do um, that, that will make a difference, and, and I think we have a duty to do it. The governor says her priority is to support Michigan families. The speech will be tonight at 7 p.m. We will carry it here on WSJM. The U.S. Treasury Department has been using what it calls extraordinary measures to pay government obligations as a stalemate over raising the debt ceiling continues between congressional Republicans and President Joe Biden. Congressman Bill Heisinger tells us those extraordinary measures have been used before. This is something that is very serious. We need to pay our debts. But in the past, including when I first came into Congress uh, right after the 2010 election, we were faced with a very similar situation. Heisinger says in the past there would be negotiations over spending so the debt ceiling could be raised. He accused President Biden of playing politics with the issue. Heisinger says the spending changes that Republicans want could involve entitlements like Social Security and Medicare. No one is talking about ending these programs. No one is talking about cuts to these programs to those that are currently in the system at all. That is not going to happen. But we owe it to ourselves, our grandkids, our future grandkids to have the discussion about how we save these programs and make sure that they will also be able to access them. Heisinger says President Biden himself has negotiated with Republicans in the past about the debt ceiling. When asked if there's any chance the nation will default on its obligations, Heisinger told us no. Van Buren County Administrator Ryan Post has turned in his resignation. He's leaving to serve as the finance director for Kalamazoo County in his last day with Van Buren County. will be March 24th. The Van Buren County Board of Commissioners accepted Post's resignation this week and named Information Technology Director Charles Norton as the interim deputy county administrator as part of the transition. Post has been with Van Buren County about four years. The board says it wishes him the best in his new job. Lakeshore Public Schools will soon have a new website. Speaking at a meeting of the Board of Education this week, Superintendent Greg Eating said the overhauled site will go live in the next couple of weeks. The new platform will include an app that already that is already available on both Apple and Android phones by searching for Lakeshore Schools. Eating said the project's been in the works for a while. He added he's excited to see it come to fruition to create a better experience for parents, students, and teachers. Two people have died in a crash in Berrien Township on Tuesday. Michigan State Police say a 60-year-old Baroda man and an 80-year-old Niles woman were killed when one of them lost control of their vehicle and hit a tree as they were heading south on M139. The crash happened about 9.15 p.m. near Shear Road. Both people were buckled up. Troopers don't know yet if uh, drugs or alcohol were factors in the crash. The names of the victims have not been released, and the investigation is ongoing. Michigan's earned income tax credit bill has passed a major hurdle. Bipartisan support for Senate Bill 3 has moved out of committee and into the Michigan Senate floor. If it's passed, it would increase the tax credit to 30 percent upon becoming a law, including for the 2022 tax year. Monique Stanton, president of the Michigan League for Public Policy, says 
Bipartisan support of the bill has been historically important. We never like to count our uh, chickens before they're hatched, but we are very confident. And you can look at, at the history of bipartisan support uh, right now and, and then the work that we've been doing. But, but really, the bipartisan support goes back to when the EITC was first created under Gerald Ford with, with an opposing um, Democratic Congress. We've seen uh, expansions under Ronald Reagan as well as Bill Clinton. So it has a really long history of bipartisan support. Benefits phase out at higher incomes. Those eligible would see up to about $750. The Corwell Health Foundation of Southwest Michigan has announced it's awarded a total of $224,000 in grants to local nonprofits through its Community Wellness Endowment. 2022 recipients include Berrien County Blanket Brigade, Boys and Girls Club of Southwest Michigan, Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation, Senior Services of Van Buren County, and several others. Since the inception of the Community Wellness Endowment in 2015, the foundation's distributed more than $1.5 million in grants. The purpose of the fund is to help support nonprofits that promote community health and wellness throughout Barry and Van Buren and Cass counties. Applications for the next grant period are due April 4th. For more information, you can go to lakelandhealthfoundations.org. The city of South Haven is getting ready to host the 29th annual Icebreaker Festival next weekend. With dozens of ice carvings, a chili competition, a cardboard sled race, ice skating, fish fling, and much more, the Icebreaker Festival is promising fun for all ages. It runs February 3rd through the 5th. South Haven Chamber of Commerce Director Kathy Wagaman tells us the event's quite important to community businesses during what's typically a challenging season. It's not just the downtown merchants or just lodging. This trickles out to a lot of the area grocery stores and gas stations, and um, it's, it's a fantastic boost and one that's definitely needed this time of year. She says on Saturday, fire pits for s'mores roasting in the streets and the chili cook-off will warm up attendees. For more information, you can go to the South Haven Chambers website. And the snow means that road crews and homeowners will be using thousands of pounds of salt to treat roads and sidewalks. While it helps cars and people from slipping and sliding, too much salt being spread around can be harmful to the state's waterways and animals. Chris Bobrick is a watershed planner at Clinton River Watershed Council in Rochester Hills. He says when too much salt is used, it can pollute bodies of water, damage grass, and endanger animals. It deteriorates their environment. It depletes um, some of their oxygen levels. Um, and it also creates a hazard to roadways when you have wildlife that want to hang out by these roads. Um, eating some of this salt uh, can create a hazard for, for motorists as well. Bob Rick says when salt is overused, it runs off the road into ditches and gets into the water. He says it's important not to overuse salt and only spread enough to keep people safe. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. Ukrainian forces will be getting a boost for their fight against Russia from Germany and the U.S. ABC's Karen Travers has details of what President Biden announced today. As he announced the U.S. would send 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, President Biden also highlighted the efforts by European allies, including Germany, which is sending tanks and has authorized 12 other NATO countries to send their German-made tanks to Ukraine. I'm grateful to Chancellor Schultz for providing German Leopard 2 tanks and will lead an effort to organize a European contribution of two tank battalions 
for Ukraine. Asked about the timing of this decision and whether Germany forced him to change his mind about sending tanks given the Pentagon's recent opposition, the president said no, but said that it was a coordinated decision. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Pope Francis has criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying that God loves all his children just as they are. He called on those Catholic bishops who support those laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. Speaking in an interview Tuesday with the Associated Press, Francis acknowledged the Catholic bishops in some parts of the world support laws that criminalize homosexuality or discriminate against the LGBTQ community. He attributed their attitudes to cultural influences and said they need to undergo a process of change to recognize the dignity of everyone. Francis's comments, the first uttered by a pope about such laws, but they are consistent with his overall approach to the LGBTQ community. New questions have emerged about the credibility of Congressman George Santos, this time related to campaign finance disclosures. ABC's Ann Flaherty has more from Washington. George Santos, the embattled Republican congressman from New York, isn't answering questions about who exactly contributed $625,000 in loans to his campaign last year. Santos had previously reported that money came from his own personal funds, but he changed that assertion in amendments to disclosure documents filed on Tuesday. When pressed on the matter by reporters on Capitol Hill Wednesday, Santos said, quote, we will be in touch. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. A farm worker accused of killing seven people in shootings at two northern California mushroom farms has been charged with seven counts of murder. Prosecutors filed the charges today ahead of the 66-year-old Chun-Li Zhao's first court appearance. It's not clear whether he has an attorney to speak for him. Authorities say he killed four people at a mushroom farm in Half Moon Bay where he worked and three more at a nearby farm where he used to work. The charges include allegations that could result in the death penalty or life in prison without parole. The coroner's office has identified six of the victims. A lawsuit will be filed in the school shooting of a teacher in Virginia. More from maybe she's Derek Dennis. Alarming revelations from the attorney for the 25-year-old teacher, Abigail Zwerner, alleging there were repeated warnings the day of the shooting in early January that the six-year-old accused boy had a gun in school. One of those warnings from a young classmate who was scared and in tears. He bravely confesses to his teacher that the perpetrator showed him the gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anybody. Attorney Diane Toscano filing a lawsuit against the district, claiming the teacher still has a bullet lodged in her body, but is recovering, though her psychological scars will remain. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The discovery of classified documents at the home of former Vice President Mike Pence is scrambling the blame game in Washington. Now lawmakers from both parties seem united in frustration with the string of mishaps and the handling of the U.S. government's secrets. First, former President Donald Trump was found in possession of classified documents that should have been turned over to the government when he left office. Then it was revealed that President Joe Biden also had some papers that should not have made it to his quarters. So did Pence, as it turns out. Many Republicans and Democrats agree the classification system needs to be fixed. Changes could be coming to Los Angeles police taser usage after the death of a Washington, D.C. English teacher who died hours after being tasered during a traffic accident investigation. ABC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. Uh, 31-year-old Keenan Anderson died about four and a half hours after he was shocked by an LAPD taser multiple times during a struggle with officers. His family has filed a $50 million claim against the city. LAPD Chief Michael Moore has told the police commission here the department is looking at technology and policy changes that would limit how many times a taser can be activated on a suspect. Looking at evaluating 
whether that uh, limit, if you will, would be effective. The coroner has not yet ruled if the taser played a role in Anderson's death. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Since 2013, more than one million charities have received donations from Amazon Smile, which sent a small portion of a customer's purchase on Amazon to a nonprofit of their choice. Amazon announced last week the program will end on February 20th. Nonprofits are now looking for ways to replace that funding, and some of Amazon's competitors, including Walmart and Target, have community donation programs that are somewhat similar to Amazon Smile. Patrick Malone, an Amazon spokesperson, said the company's decision to end the program is a strategic shift to support initiatives that work on a larger scale, like its $2 billion contribution to build affordable housing. And a new lawsuit has been filed in North Carolina aiming to make it easier for women to get access to the abortion pill. It's a lawsuit that could impact abortion access nationwide. A North Carolina doctor has sued her state, alleging that restrictions on the abortion pill mifepristone are at odds with rules already set by the Food and Drug Administration. In a statement to ABC News, Dr. Amy Bryant said she filed the lawsuit because she says there's no medical reason for the restrictions and that they interfere with patient care. Abortion rights activists are hopeful that the complaint will serve as a kind of test case that could be used in other states. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.